Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, donkeys? Happy Friday. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. In Richmond, appreciate you listening to us on 910 The Fan. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go wherever you may be with that Odyssey app. If you're going to watch us on the TV side, just put on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Friday morning, February 2nd, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle. Good morning. Came in this morning dressed like Andy Reid, had the big puffy jacket, looked like he was on the sideline all puffed up. Again, it's going to be in the 20s in Ithaca tomorrow. <laughs> Johnny Cakes Allville's here. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Rocking his caps beanie. Yeah. One of 20? Uh, 20 I plus? It, I think at least 20. Wow. I'd like to get to like 50 or 100. I like point. it. What is the deal with the purple? Like, where is the? This is the <laughs> hockey fights cancer version oh, of okay, the cool. uh, Caps logo. I'm with that. I like and it. Jason Horse. Bishop is here. John Paul. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jason's aware. I, on social media, some people were looking at your uh, picture yesterday. Oh, I know. Some of my buddies were texting. <laughs> <laughs> Said the uh, snapping turtle head was in my pocket. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it looked. It, it was a show. It's like it's an optical illusion. Trust oh, me. Okay. Oh, the picture. I didn't, not, maybe not. I mean, so people said it, that's not a Coke can. That's an Arizona iced tea. You sit and sit in this chair for four hours. There's no blood flow. You know, and you get up and take a picture. You never know, man. I think he had his had uh, one of those days. He, it, it, I mean, people just grill everything. I think he had his cell phone in his pocket stretched out, but it makes it look. It looks. It looks like a show. Mm, okay. I gotta. I gotta look at it. The only thing I saw is I looked enormous. And Grab, you should have done me a favor. I did you a solid once. Where you looked enormous in a picture, and I, I didn't post it. Uh-huh. This picture, I look enormous with my jacket. You should have said, hey, EB, take <laughs> take the jacket off. It makes you look enormous. I wasn't even around. You can't blame me for this one. You didn't post this one? JP just posted it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You do look enormous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not that big. That's crazy. And short. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize there was such No, that's I mean, reaction. I was like, you guys didn't do me a solid. I, mm. I look out for you guys. Nobody looks out for no. me. It's fine. <laughs> You know well, the what? solid is we're taking care of a potential sponsor yeah, who hooks us with a bunch Eric, of free you, stuff. You, you, the way so you're supposed standing. supposed to slice you out of a picture? No, no, no. Just do another picture. <laughs> another I've, done it for, I've done it for others. 
So nope. many sweatpants in that photo. Oh, yeah. all the sweatpants. Yeah, I got more. Look, yeah. people don't do it for me. I mean, I'm wearing okay. sweatpants today. What are we saying we about Jason? You can see his little nubber. <laughs> yeah, they got a little nubber in that picture. <laughs> yeah, you could really see the outline of your of your um, of the nubber. Your football helmet. <laughs> I think I I honestly think pinch, I thought black was supposed to be slim. Supposed to be uh, pinch <laughs> zoom. Maybe the downfall of American society. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's like the worst thing. You yeah. zoom in on everybody's imperfections and you can see the picture and... facebook.com slash the junks or follow us on Instagram, Sports Junkies Radio. It's there. So it's you're off platforms. you're off to Ithaca again tonight? Correct. Today? Correct. And yeah. the, what's the weather supposed to be like up there? Twenty nine, twenty eight, something like that. It's been mm. cold. Have you seen True Detective Night Country? Have you seen uh, that? I've seen the first episode. So the weather's probably pretty, <laughs> pretty like equivalent. Except for it's not dark all the time. No, I don't think so. The uh, sun yeah. will show. Well, it's probably pre- I would guess, I've never <laughs> been there, probably kind of gray and bleak a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a great winter. Yeah. I was in Ithaca years ago, but yeah, it wasn't great. What were you there for? My, okay, aunt, no, my aunt and uncle lived up there. Um, they did? This was years ago. I mean, Sorry I was, to hear that. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever go back once your son is done? With school there, it, like no, Ithaca. he's in Poughkeepsie. My daughter's in Ithaca. Okay, um, no, yeah, my, I'll never my go uncle, back either. My nah, uncle, I'll go back to Poughkeepsie and maybe go to some games. My uncle, my uncle used to work friends. at Cornell. Oh, okay. So that's why I went up there. Cornell's actually a really cool campus. I don't like the town, me personally. The campus is awesome. It actually kind of reminds me of Maryland a little bit. It's it's, it's big. Um, it's kind of spread out. It's on a hill. All the buildings are different. I actually really like the campus. I because yeah. the I, town I, stinks. I ask you that because. Um, <laughs> Last night, I was sitting in the stands for um, Dylan's wrestling meet, and I was talking to another dad that, you know, you get to know some of the parents there, but the wrestling mm-hmm. team has like 50 kids. Uh-huh, I right. mean, I just know a couple of them, Yeah, and his kid's new to wrestling. My son's done it for now two seasons, and he joked with me. It was a tri-meet, so it was Northwest High School, mm-hmm. Whitman High School, and my son goes to Quince Orchard High School. Mm-hmm. Luckily, mm. Quince Orchard had their first two matches before the third round. And he joked, he's like, are you going to stay for Whitman Northwest? And I just laughed. Yeah, and funny. I said, it's a certainty when my son graduates and is done wrestling next season, mm-hmm. I will never go to another wrestling match in my life. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool you when your know. kid's you doing it. You might have a nephew or something yeah, that does it. Yeah, okay, maybe if yeah. I have a grandkid that becomes a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. My Still son alive. won both of his matches last night, which nice. was awesome. Ready to go, that. Dylan? Makes the kid feel, honestly, because my kid wrestled for a few years. When your kid wins in wrestling, because it is, I have so much respect for all wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you're like a gladiator. And your kid, it just feels silly. When I've kid, never kid been so up. stressed as a parent. Yeah, and I've been stressful. around sports I mean, Kelsey played all the way through high school, and um, and you know Dylan played on teams, and but it's stressful, especially he 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 lost his last match, and afterwards you would have thought like <clears throat> we don't have a dog, but we'd have thought our dog died. Oh yeah, because, because he was close to pinning the guy, yeah. and like I don't know what happened. Ten seconds later, he got pinned. Dude, it's like it's not fair, <laughs> but it's kind of like your essence of a man is on the line. It, it's <laughs> and but they're gladiators, winners and losers. And you just want your kid to be happy. But the point is, and Jason is going to probably face this when his daughter graduates from Virginia Tech, it's crazy how you'll have these stages of life, and then when that chapter closes, you may never go back. Now, Virginia Tech's different because it's closer, but 
a big part of your life the last six years mm-hmm. is going to Virginia Tech football no, games. Because awesome. it's still a big program. It's close. Back, yes, nostalgia. But if they, if they had gone to, like, I don't know, Georgia, right. he probably wouldn't. And but he's met people now. Yeah, but you're, Ithaca, when your daughter graduates from Cornell, you're probably not just going to go. Yeah, you're not going to go back up there much. I don't see myself going to <clears> Cornell because I don't have the community of people. But at Marist, I do know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think it, for the next few years, I'll go to a few games. You know, one or two a year. I don't know. You'll Cakes do and I have well, been back. Just a pop in. Cakes yeah, and I have yeah, been back to Roosevelt. <laughs> no, it's I. I can't remember the last time I went back to Towson, where I actually went to school. It's I, been we are fortunate a, a little bit. I'm, I'm certainly fortunate because I got a buddy whose daughter goes to LSU, and she's a freshman. Yeah, and he went to one game this year, and she came home for obviously Christmas break, mm-hmm. and she came home for for Thanksgiving. So he he'll see her three times a year before she comes back. Yeah. You know, he's not going to go down to three or four games to LSU. He says it's crazy expensive. It's, you know, it's far away. You got to book flights. And he can't so, hang with them drinking wise. He'd, get, right, he'd right. get drunk under the table with the quickness, I would guess. Yeah. So you're right. I'm fortunate that I can just drive three and a half hours, four hours to go see him. But hey, big part of your life right now is that driving to uh, New York. I guess you. I guess both are somewhat considered upstate New York. They're They're not near each other. I don't know if Poughkeepsie really is. It's an hour outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. I think certainly. I mean, you consider Syracuse upstate New York, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely. And it's like 45 minutes to an hour from Syracuse, uh, Ithaca. And so, if you pay any attention to your mileage, that'll change. Like, there was a period in my life, and I'm still probably 25,000 miles a year. Like, I have a 2021, and it's got over 79,000 miles. I'm closing on 80,000 miles, right? Mm. Meanwhile, my wife just got, we had to re-up the lease on the Audi. She hasn't even filled up her gas tank in a month mm. because she her work is like two miles away. I covet the short commutes. Yeah. Short commutes are just amazing. I mean, she hasn't filled up her gas tank once in now, a month. We want people to have long commutes, so they listen to the junks. You're trapped in your car. <laughs> but for a period, of, you know, when when my mom was alive, I was driving to Bowie all the time, and then a lot of times to the hospital at Johns Hopkins and Bayview, and I was just driving all the time, and then that went away. I need some of that uh, that uh, don't sleep energy. Make sure yeah. I, I need some of the little shots because that way I don't have to go potty. Oh, do we have any? Because I, <clears throat> I think I ran out of my dude. And the middle, drab, drab is the gatekeeper. He kind of wards them a little the bit. Don't sleep. Oh, he's, got yeah. he's the guy. I know if Mike is listening, uh, Drabby and Valdez hide them. They don't like us using them. Are they great? And we're not. Yes, yeah. I'm great. Apparently they're great. <laughs> and we're just sitting on my desk. Can I grab one? I know, but yeah. Right. He, he kind of wants you to ask. Hey, Mike Marr, can you go grab one of those? Put it in the fridge, though. I want it cold. I want the little shot. Please. Thank you. <laughs> That'd be great. i say that. Last night, in the middle of the night, before I went to bed, I played golf yesterday. Valdez played golf yesterday. It, was, it wasn't as cracked. It, was, it ended it was, up being nice. It was, it was warm sunny. yesterday. No, it ended up being like 48, it was, 49. It was supposed to be 55, 56. Oh, my car said 57. I don't think it hit that. Where I was, maybe it did. It felt like mid fifties because it was sunny. It was no the breeze. The sun came out and it was nice or whatever. Blah blah blah. But I you'll walked. take that every day in February first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I walked n- the front nine, mm-hmm. and then the back nine. I hit so many balls off the cart path. I walked about four <laughs> of those holes. But nevertheless, <laughs> and I only had a little bit of liquid. I came home. My left hamstring was like a brick. So it was tight <laughs> okay? as a drum. It was so tight. Thank you, brother. It was so tight. Mm-hmm. And then I had my wife like massage it with the, the the gun and everything, and I was drinking Gatorade and water. And then in the middle of the night, my right hamstring, like, like Charlie Horse or whatever, and I'm screaming mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I 
I don't know what happened. From I guess golf. I'm just dehydrated, I guess. Well, and you're tight. You, you never stretch. You ever stretch your hamstrings? Probably never. Why? Do. why? I don't. I don't I use never, them. Well, never ever stretch. I use reason. them for walking. Did that's you have reason. some liquor during Zero. the round? Zero. <laughs> I didn't have. I haven't had booze in like four days. I, I, had one of those, oh, I had one of the surf sides in that picture that we yeah, posted yeah, last true. night I had before bed. A couple sips for the guys from stateside. Um, uh, stateside vodka. Yeah. Right. Last Surfside night, vodka last night, my wife and I went out for Sushi Thursday. And, Very good. Uh, at Passion Fin, my spot right there in Ashburn. Enjoying a glass of wine. And up comes Dan Colco. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were about there? to say Dan Quinn. <laughs> no, not Dan Quinn. That would have been really cool. Does he live out there? No, his wife's, um, his, I'm sorry, his fiance's family lives in Leesburg. So they were, um, they're, they're engaged. They're looking for. Congratulations, having, Dan. They're, congratulations. They're, they're having a destination wedding and they're going down to St. Thomas. That's the uh, move. To look yeah, at a spot that, in St. Thomas. Out, it weeds people weeds out. out 150 people. <laughs> yeah. And I was just shocked. Like, what are you doing in Ashburn? And uh, he didn't know I lived up there. Right. So, but St. Uh, Thomas is awesome. I've been there once. We're when talk, I went on... talking to Dan about the team and mm-hmm. you know spring training coming up in a couple weeks. He was probably... you guys were nerding out talking about the Nats. Was he Just overly briefly. optimistic because he's kind of part of the organization? Or... Uh, he's optimistic about Mackenzie Gore. He thinks McKen and and um, Abrams, C.J. Abrams. Uh-huh. He likes. So like yeah, I mean, you know, he's he doesn't. But he knows he's going to win seven we, we games. Talk, we didn't talk for twenty minutes about him. Yeah, yeah. He says it's going to take a few years. Yeah. All right, I did mention Dan Quinn. We're going to spend a Quinn lot of the show talking about it. Officially. That is a uh, former classmate, kind of, in a way, right. of yours yeah. you at Salisbury. I think he graduated a year before me, but he played defensive line at Salisbury. You guys are goals. And I, he's a goal. And I was I used to interview him on my sports rap radio show, <laughs> campus radio show on WSUR. So a, we'll I wonder, get into I wonder, that. When he was playing, I wonder if he ever remembers that. <laughs> I'm going to say he will. People remember their he college days. Interviewed too, too many times. Yeah, So he probably should remember it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into the Commanders hiring Dan Quinn. What do you think? We're going to talk to his former boss, his GM of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrioff, who's now the CEO of Sumer Sports, which is big into analytics in the NFL. He'll join us at seven o'clock. We've got Feinstein at eight, and our old pal Charlie Casserly. Nice. Former Redskins GM will join us at 920. Phone number, you want to chime in? Give us your take on Dan Quinn. You can call us on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines at 800-636-1067. You can text us on the Tom's Creek Windows text machine. Standard message and data charges may apply. And always tweet us at Junks Radio. We'll be right Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, so the Commanders finally filled their coaching vacancy. Dan Quinn, former coach of the Atlanta Falcons, took them to the Super Bowl. He gets hired, and I know via social media, most people were not enthused. I mean, when we did polls along the way, if Ben Johnson was in the poll, he won it. Yeah. Then yeah. if Mike McDonald was in the poll, he would win it. I actually think the, the only guy-, guy I think that was lower on the totem pole for the fan base then Dan Quinn 
was Eric Bieniemy. I think the most excited guy in the country about the Dan Quinn hire. Hmm. He's going to be insufferable tonight at the 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live. The Chris rooster, Russell. Chris Russell. Yeah. That guy loves him some Dan Quinn. He was he was victory lapping it all over the like place Dan yesterday when he was hired. But I got to tell you, I, I was getting texts from buddies that hated the decision. <laughs> One guy said it's an embarrassing hire. <laughs> Another guy said wrong move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I told him, I said, look. Nobody <clears> knows. This is, nobody knows. And I said, we're about to play the 58th Super Bowl. Right. right? So 58 years of Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many coaches in the history of the NFL have taken their teams to Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you exactly how many. In 58. 65. Mm-hmm. All right, 65 coaches have taken their, their teams to Super Bowls. Ron Rivera is one of them. Mm-hmm. So is Dan Quinn. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So you can kill them for having a, a 500 record. And, you know, he was 0-5 in year six. They, they let him go. There's probably a lot of different reasons. But he took his team to a Super Bowl. I think he probably learned a lot in those six years. His, de- his defenses have already always been good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drabby would know this. When he was in Seattle as a defensive coordinator, they finished number one in points and yards allowed in the league. Back-to-back yeah, years. Two years. What's weird That's is in Atlanta. And in Dallas this year, yeah. even though they looked like crap against Green Bay. They fell apart. And, and maybe you can put some of that on Dan Quinn. They didn't make the adjustments. We were talking to the guy yesterday about that. Uh, but they finished fifth in points allowed right. and in um, yards allowed. So he's historically had really good defenses. Now he's got to put a staff together. Outside of Atlanta. What's weird is in Atlanta, I think the offenses were better than the defenses. Yeah, but Drabby, you were pointing out something the other day that they didn't spend a lot of money on their defense. Yeah, I'd have to find it, but like five years in a row, they were below 25th in the NFL in money spent on defense. Yeah, so maybe they just went all in on offense. I know another anecdote that I learned, you know, as we're all kind of just like um, getting our our files filled here on, on Dan Quinn is I think it was on one of Kime's podcasts because I was listening to a bunch of them yesterday. Um, they alluded to the fact that he uh, like went to like NBA guys and asked them how they handled uh, guys that don't fit position, like tweeners. Mm-hmm. And look at what he's done with Micah Parsons. Puts them all over the football field. The kind of thing we were desperate. Now, Chase Young's not a tweener. But it's the kind of thing we were desperate to see with right. Chase. Now, it turns out Chase has no motor, doesn't like football, <laughs> right. and sucks. Yeah. We, we but, knew that already, but, but yes. it's that kind of innovation that you wouldn't necessarily think a guy in his mid-50s yeah. you know, might have. So I, I'm very uh, pro-Dan Quinn. I mean, wouldn't I don't know if he would have been my top choice, but I don't think it was a horrible hire by any means. <clears> probably safe hire. And, you know. Also, if compete for a, a Super of, Bowl, if, we're light years away from that. Yeah, I just right. want to be good. I just want to be competing I want to for be, get better. playoff spots. Right. Yeah, I just want to get better. And if he can assemble, he'll get us better. If he can assemble a staff, anything like that 2016 Atlanta staff that he had, mm-hmm. I mean, that it was filled with Give guys. Give us some of the names besides Shanahan. Well, Kyle Shanahan, the OC, Raheem Morris, both LaFleurs, and Mike McDaniel were on that staff. There you go. So, I mean, he, he was identifying guys who have gone on to become, these guys are all head coaches with the exception of... One of the LaFleur, the LaFleur's. But I understand. He's an OC. I understand some of the hate because he's not an offensive guy. He's not 38 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, JP you know, equates him to, um, you know, a Rivera-like. It, it, and it I, feels I, like Rivera. The one thing I'll say. And I understand that because you, you're looking at the overall numbers. Yes. But I'm just going to bank on the fact that he's a smart football coach. His players always loved him. He's a leader. He's going to put hopefully put together a good staff. And that's why. And I predicted that they were going to make an announcement in the next couple of days when I said that yesterday. When Schefter said it was going to take two weeks, I, right. I didn't trust that because mm-hmm. you got to go out and you got to start plucking guys yes. to, to assemble a staff. You don't want to be you last. Can't, you can't wait. I two mean, they weeks. already were last hiring, yeah. but you don't want to be last. And then, and of then course, all of the a number you don't two have pick, the guys. Eric, the number mm-hmm. two pick 
whoever it is has to work well, out. Well, that's the most critical. Like, that is going to determine his fate. Yeah. If Adam Peters yes. identifies and finds the right quarterback at two, Dan Quinn has a really good shot. If the number two pick falls well, on then, his face. And then all the guys right? assemble around Quinn, him. You know Dan why Quinn that is? is doomed. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. And you give yeah. him that's the Jimmys and the Joes, he will do well. It's part of it. And the biggest Jimmy and Joe's quarterback. Course, that's right. the biggest factor for sure. What I wanted to say is, look, I said, I said this on Twitter. I said this on the show. It feels like Ron Rivera <clears throat> being hired again. It doesn't to me. Guy, it does to you. It doesn't to me. A defensive guy who had a modicum of success in his stop. And then when you look at the records, Ron Rivera in nine seasons took his team to the playoffs four times. In six seasons with the Falcons, he only took... Dan Quinn, the Falcons twice. playoffs twice. Yeah, but I believe in both those times, I listened but, to a guy on another podcast, and I have to look at it because I was just listening to it as I was driving in this morning, who said he basically considered them competing for Super Bowls both those years. Okay. So that, I think it was the first year maybe they won 10 games or the something, fir- or, the, or the second year, whatever, third year, whatever The year it was. they went to the Super Bowl, they won 11. Right. And then they won 10, 10, but Shanahan was gone. Right, but, but I think two of those years, that guy who was in that town – Covering them, considered them competing for a Super Bowl. They were that good mm-hmm. in his mind. All right, well, Carolina at least once. So when you look at the numbers, uh, Ron had a better winning percentage at Carolina. People go, oh, well, because he went 15-1 that year. What are you going to do, take that away? He he had a, a better, a very similar percentage of winning seasons as compared to Dan Quinn. So that gets me nervous. Somebody tweeted, though, this difference, and it's true. Ron went... Went from one job right to the next. There was no break. Yeah. And Quinn had a couple seasons here where he's had time to think about what went wrong. Mm-hmm. He's, he's worked as a defensive as coordinator. And he's excelled as a DC in other spots. Yeah. Well, so did Ron. No, no. Ron no. had a post number one his head coaching experience. So he's worked with other staffs post his head coaching experience. I know. Seen how other organizations work and excelled at DC. I, I, I am saying that. But I but I put this on, um, I think, on our Junkies Facebook page. Facebook.com slash junks. If you had to give me the order of importance in the offseason for the commanders, three things. Finding a GM, finding a head coach, and figuring out what to do with that number two pick. Mm-hmm. Well, the one they have to hit on the What most do you put last? The coach. I put the coach, coach last. last. Right. Now, I do think coaching's important. It is important. But I think, but there's a, lot of I, good I think coaches. a lot of really good coaches don't succeed when they don't have a quarterback in the NFL. Right. To me, the so major that, distinction to me is, is more important. Quinn is coming only to coach. Ron came to coach, clean up right. the mess from Dan Snyder, run the personnel department. He picked uniforms. Was, he was overmatched. Yeah. He had he had Pick too much names. on his plate from day one. Right. Quinn's coming in just to do coaching, and now there's a, a real grown up taking care of the personnel that he doesn't even have to worry when, about. When Ron came in, and if he didn't have to deal with all the off the field stuff, all right, first of all, he had to deal with Snyder, mm-hmm. okay, and all the sexual harassment. He had to deal with the name change stuff. Yeah. He inherited Dwayne Haskins. He was probably forced to keep that, and maybe he would have taken up the quarterback at two. He also Who was knows? dealing with cancer for a year. He had cancer. He had to deal with the COVID stuff, right, yeah. empty stadiums. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot. If, if all that stuff didn't happen, maybe it would have turned out differently. It wasn't we a great know. run for him. It wasn't a great so run. So let's just see how Dan Quinn, how, how it starts. I'm not expecting big things next year. I think year. they're totally different no, no, it's people. Gonna take, it's going to take – you've got to build it. Yeah, it's you got to build it up. I don't see this being, you know, like go from four wins to nine or ten all of a sudden. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so that's... either. Although everybody keeps pointing to the Texans to go if you find your quarterback, you can't. Well, that's an okay, outlier. Maybe, I don't think maybe, that's true. Maybe it can happen, but that's an outlier. It's a, mir- it's a miracle. But let's just see. <laughs> it's not a miracle. It happens every year. 
There are teams it's that just go hard to win. It's hard to do. Three not players rookie head coaches good. and rookie quarterbacks. It, that, that's it, it's rare. just hard to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah. There are and, turnarounds. And so, but... so all the hate, and I see it. You know, I'm sure social media, you guys see that stuff. I'm sure there, it's not a sexy hire. I get it. But it could be a good hire. Of course. Of course. It could be a good hire. Of, of the eight hires, the most popular ones are Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everybody would want Harbaugh. And I think McDonald to right. Seattle. Those guys could end up being duds, yeah. and then guys you didn't expect to become stars could become stars. I love it because I, and, and this is why because everyone hates it. <laughs> that actually makes me like. It. I think Jason sent a text, Cody Benjamin on that CBS. Makes me like it. Everyone hated yeah. Sirianni. Everybody hated Dan That's Campbell. Everybody, yeah, I'll go back twenty five years. Everybody hated Steve Mariucci, and I, I just like it. The Cody Benjamin solo. gave him a D plus, right on it, on CBS. He graded all of these. How many football, uh, eight hires? There was eight hires, right? Mm-hmm. He graded all of them. Most of them were. I mean, he gave Harbaugh, you know, the A plus for the Chargers, but most of them were in the B minus. Okay. If it was bad, C. He gave Benjamin gave the commander's choice a deep. I'm guessing like that was a, the worst like grade a, of all. It of was all the eight. worst. That's grade. fine. Yeah. That's like a draft day grade. Correct. Yeah. Like, come yeah. back to me in three years. You might be right. Maybe it's a D. Maybe it's an F. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I like it because everybody because I don't know anything and I know it. But all these other guys on Twitter think they know everything. You don't know anything either. And let's just see how it plays out. I think it's as good a hire as most any. Would I rather have an offensive guy because it's a little sexier? Sure. But maybe now we can hire an offensive guy whose sole job so, will be to groom this quarterback and Dan can be the head coach and do head coach stuff. Not necessarily run the defense. I, I expect him to call the plays on defense. Maybe, but I don't think he's going to be the D.C. He's going to no, hire they a always have a D.C. Okay, I, I don't necessarily need him to, to call plays on defense. Whatever your philosophy is, yeah, you can handle I kind of want him D.C. <laughs> this is more of a joke. But, but when we were talking about it, he's been a booth guy for Dallas. Kind of want to be he a head coach from the booth. You know, that would be when hilarious. He's, in the booth, he's freaking fire. Here's what I do yeah. want him to continue: backwards hat head coach. Like, that would be amazing. I mean, there, there aren't any of those that guys out there. Hey, he's, he's a Jersey boy. That's he what they is. do. Yep. Of all the guests we have on this show, somewhat routinely, Logan Paulson might go down as one of the smarter ones. Okay, definitely. And he, he loves him. Yeah. Swears by him. Loves him. Loves that dude. Loves him. In fact, there might even be a, a. I could even see. I could even see Logan working with him. Seems I have a good relationship with him. Um, so I, I like that too. So I, I'm pro Dan Quinn. It's not a sexy hire, and you know. But I, I think I'm I like it. You want to hear Logan? You want to hear Logan? Yeah, glowing about him. Yeah. yeah. When I heard Dan Quinn was in the co- was was up and being interviewed for this job, I just think there there couldn't be a better person for that role. You know, and what I mean by that is just. When I was with him in Atlanta, like he made this work environment that was so exciting. Every day was such an exciting opportunity to come to work. You wanted to be in the building. You were all moving in the right direction. And that's him. That's how he addressed the players. That's him, how he empowered his coaching staff. And I it just, I never had so much fun playing football as I did um, from a head coaching standpoint as I did when I was in Atlanta. And so he deserves a ton of credit for that. I think he's got a great vision for um, kind of how to build a culture. I also think he understands some of his shortcomings and some of his failings from from his time in Atlanta, and I think he's ready to kind of have an opportunity to fix that. So I know a lot of people are really excited about Ben Johnson, offensive coach, all those different things, but I think it's important for for fans and people outside of that process to understand that the head coach has to be a motivator and a manager at the highest level, and I think Dan Quinn brings that. I think he also brings innovative innovative football, and I think when you look at his resume, think about how bad – the Cowboys' defense was the year before he got there. And, and in, in an offseason, it transitioned. It was a lot of the same players, 
And the thing that's different is obviously the scheme, but obviously creating that buy-in with the players, creating the relationship with the players. And you're really not going to find a head coach, in my opinion, that I've played for that does a better job of that. For the record, they finished 7-9 and nine that season. Mm-hmm. And Logan was uber complimentary. And we talked about some of the coaches that Logan played for in his career. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I trust him. Look, I'll, I'll give him a shot. I don't know that I'd give him three years. I expect results in two years. I'm not saying Super Bowl in two years, but JP's guys very turned quick to ball. <laughs> yeah, you years. guys like to hold guy. on. You held on to, well, hold to on. Two, two years two. a little unfair. No, no, but in two. No, come on. You just no, want to see improvement. Three. Correct. In right. two years, I think, though, you you generally know if the guy's the right guy for Well, the you job. don't want to see a, a worse record in year two. The I get only it. way he doesn't get three years is if he, he posts like two and four wins in the first two years. And, you know, it's just an abject disaster. You see no plan or no path for them to improve. Look, if you look at the the percentage of new coaching hires that actually work out, mm-hmm. it's like the first-round quarterback stats. I yeah. mean, seriously, I mean, just look at how many coaches don't last their contracts in their – now he's a second-year coach because he was a coach of Falcons, but in their new jobs. it doesn't. It's hard to do. Well, just like 25% of the league changed. Yeah, it's year, hard. To eight do. teams out of thirty-two right. have new head coaches, and right. next season they probably have another eight. Yeah, it's just hard to do. But I and the fans are going to be all over the place on this. I'm sure, I, but I'm sure the majority of them don't love the hire. But you also have to remember, the Commanders talk to other guys, and we're hearing rumors about you know contract discussions with other guys. Who knows? But nobody else wanted to come here. Yeah, 61%. Nobody else wanted to come here. I, I put a poll up on our Instagram page, Sports Junkies Radio. Give us a follow on Instagram. And it's 61% don't like the hire. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that bodes well. I'm not surprised. Because people are stupid. <laughs> people, everyone thinks they're a know-it-all. So I'm willing to well. see what his second act looks like. Because there, yeah. there are plenty of guys who, in their second act, they succeed. And they do well. And they go on to win Super Bowls. I, I like Andy his... Reid uh, jumps to mind. <clears throat> yeah. In his Bill Belichick act. jumps to mind. Pete right. Carroll jumps to mind. A lot of guys. I, I, I would say Mike McCarthy's doing okay in Dallas. Not great. He hasn't won a Super Bowl, but that's his second well. stop. Winning well, Super Bowls. that like, early in the playoffs every so year. So hard to after, win a Super after, Bowl. After, yeah, I mean, he's got that reputation. Digit wins. All right, let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067 happened right he... after the show yesterday. Dan Quinn is in. He is your new head coach. Of the Washington Commanders. If he, if he could take the, the, the skins to the playoffs two times out of four, that would be And he's like, Joe Gibbs 2.0. That would be huge. Success. That would be pretty darn good. Yeah. Now, you want more than that. You want better than that. Sure. But, but that's, that's how bad it's been That's where the here. bar is at this point. All right. And it's kind of sad, but that's where we are. Let's go to Chris. And by the way, there's he, not much talent on the team. Well, that's, that, you know what? That's where Adam Peters comes in. Exactly. Adam Peters, that's why you're he's here. He's going to get. Replenish everything. I. He, and I'm just throwing this out there as a prediction because I have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what free agents they're signing. You have an idea. It's probably going to be Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels. Okay, but this is what I, I don't know. Or I don't Caleb know. If they're, I don't know if they're going to be good. Okay, so yeah. I, but I think that the Washington Commanders will go to the playoffs in his third year. JP's not going to okay. give him three years. I say year three. No, but my point is by playoffs. year two, you kind of know. You kind of know. know. I don't know. If you I'm know. not predicting playoffs in the first two years, but year three, I'm predicting playoffs. I think that's a reasonable prediction. Mm-hmm. Well, you, and if he doesn't, you should be on a track. If he doesn't, then, then, then you're going to be questioning. Then you're starting to reconsider. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's go to Chris in Clinton. Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you guys hey, doing? Hey, Chris. I'm doing good. Uh, 
I was a Falcons fan. I'm still a Falcons fan. And uh, I like Dan Quinn. Four and a half, four years and five games, I supported Dan Quinn. I'm going to tell you what you're going to get out of Dan Quinn. Um, first and foremost, one of you guys said it, y'all alluded to it, that we didn't have, we didn't spend money on defense. We drafted Thomas Demetrio. They drafted in that Super Bowl. We had seven first-year players starting on defense for our team. We had a young defense draft. We drafted a young defense, and Atlanta spent so much money on the offense. They spent so much money on Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Alex Mack, and offensive line. They didn't spend money on defense. So Dan Quinn, the first year is Dan Quinn in Atlanta. The defense finished top fifteen, mm-hmm. where we finished eight and eight. After that, um, we went to the Super Bowl the next year. Um, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Dan Quinn will not be the defensive coordinator when he comes to Washington because he learned from his mistakes. Uh, the defense wasn't great when Dan Quinn was calling the defense. We was in the 20, 25th, 26th finishing defense. Uh, I'm a firm believer of second chances, and Dan Quinn, he proved that he studied the game of football because in Atlanta we set back in the cover three defense a lot, and we was getting exposed. Dan Quinn, when he went to Dallas, he started blitzing, mixing up his defense. So the beauty about hiring got it, Dan got Quinn, it. yeah, I'm just gonna let you go because your phone sucks. Gonna, yeah, your phone stinks. Thanks. He'll he'll adapt his scheme to the talent that he has hey, in house and that gets drafted. JP Mount have alluded to it, but Drabby, what do you remember when he was there? When Dan was in <laughs> Seattle, were they overly aggressive? Were they passive? What were they like? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing I love. First of all, he's gonna move guys around all over the field. That's one of his signature things. And the the thing that I loved about him in Seattle and in Dallas is that. They are going to get takeaways. They are going to get go for the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw what he did with Diggs and Bland in Dallas. I mean, Sherman led the league in interceptions year after year while he was up there. He's, I mean, he's just a great teacher, great instructor. He's so are you pro or, or, or con on the hire? I, li- I like it. I mean, yeah. I both, if Seattle didn't hire McDonald, yeah. I was all about Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like him. I'm I mean, totally fine with it. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's not the sexy wonder boy that – Grant wants, or mm-hmm. and and Grant makes compelling arguments for sure, and it's it is similar if you just look on the outside of to Rivera. And typically, when coaches get fired, you want something completely opposite to give you that spark in the off season that you feel good about. So you're the off season champ. But I think Dan Quinn deserves another chance. He was almost hired last year. He decided to stay in Dallas. He's the one that pulled himself out of head coaching conversations last year. He pulled a Ben Johnson last he had year. One, he had a, they had a bad game against Green Bay in the yeah. playoffs. So what? The year before, they lost to San Francisco in the playoffs. San Francisco scored like uh, yep. four field goals. Mm-hmm. They did nothing on Dallas's mm-hmm. defense. Yep. He can put. The, he can game oh. plan. He, I of course. I I just think also I don't necessarily <laughs> want my head coach to be obsessed with the one position that everyone's obsessed with here: quarterback. This frees him up. Yeah, he can hire a guy, his OC and his quarterback's coach and his passing game coordinator. They can nurture him, mm-hmm. and he can oversee it. Yeah. But they can nurture him. And I also think he just has more passion than, than uh, He's Ron a very did at this point. Passionate dude. And by the time Ron came here, he was well, just another plus out. is you weaken a division opponent by. Getting him away yeah. from Dallas, and it looks like he's going to bring Joe Witt Jr. as his DC. That's what the report is. He's plucking away some from staff Dallas from too. Dallas. Yeah. So that that's only a positive. All right, got to take a break. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067, The biggest story in DC: the head coach of the Commanders. That job has been filled by Dan Quinn, former Falcons head coach. We're going to talk to his former boss, Thomas Dimitrov, GM of the Falcons during the Quinn era at 7 o'clock.
Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106 of the Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. We have our event tonight at the Bethesda Theater. I don't know if there are any tickets left, but you can grasp at BethesdaTheater.com. We got an email from our boss, CK, and I know there was just like a handful of tickets. I think there were like a dozen tickets like late last night. So maybe there's a couple left, but if you can grasp, go to BethesdaTheater.com. I will say a lot of people have been asking about it. Yeah. And it's all brought to you by Main Street Bank. Put their team in your office, Main Street Bank. We love Main Street Bank for supporting the show. So when I get home, I often flip on the TV and I'll flip around like the sports shows. And I got home and it was right around the time that the announcement was made about Dan Quinn. And Mm -hmm. I sit down and I'm having my lunch and I had uh, Colin Cowherd show on. And he had some interesting stats of the last three years. This would be anti-hiring a defensive guy. Mm. In 2021, the playoffs, offensive coaches won 12 games in the playoffs. Defensive coaches won one. Mm -hmm. In 2022 in the playoffs, offensive coaches won 12 playoff games. Defensive coaches won one. And in 2023-24, this season, it is nine to four. Buffalo is the the team that won with the defensive head coach. Well, you know the counter to that. The counter to that is... I'd love to hear a counter to that because this is why owners are looking for offensive Well, the counter to that is those numbers are skewed because there's far more offensive-oriented head coaches than there are defense. So you're going to have fewer opportunities to win games from a defensive there's, but there's, there's, a re- there's a reason for there being more that's a offensive that, head coaches. That's a different argument, but, the, you, but it's, not, it's not apples to apples. It's not I, like you got 16 and 16. Yes, however, it's not as it's not that far skewed off. It's not like it's 25 offensive coaches and only seven, seven defensive coaches in the league. Mm. Um, the last five <laughs> Super Bowls have been offensive coaches. You can look at just winning percentages. So... It's not to say that Quinn can't be successful. They just went against a trend, and the league kind of did, right? Mm-hmm. I think five out of the eight coaches mm-hmm. hired in this cycle are defensive guys. Yeah, Raheem Morris, defensive guy. O.J. Uh, 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 Mayo, defensive guy. All right, so here's what I'll say is let's set the bar down. If you're, if you're setting the bar at win the Super Bowl, I'll bet against any coach you put in here, okay, short of God. Any coach you put here, I'm going to say won't win a Super Bowl just because it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Now, if you say, is he going to be successful in the sense that will he go to the playoffs? I don't know. I think if you go half the time. That'd be great. Yeah, you want a consistent playoff. If you go half the time, that'd be pretty good, but you probably wouldn't be fired. But So, I don't know. Will this guy go to the playoffs twice in four years? What do you think the chances are? 25%. I mean, it really depends on whether the quarterback develops into a good quarterback. I'll go higher than that just because I'm I'm pro-Quinn. I'll I'll go – 40 to 50 Yeah, so if you set the bar at just like go to the playoffs a couple times out of four years and be somewhat competitive and have a shot maybe, I think Quinn could do it. I'll bet against anybody, Ben Johnson, Kyle Shanahan, anybody. Sure, take the field. Take, yeah, uh, they're going to take this team to the Super Bowl. Of course, Jason it's just impossible. He came, gave us the, the stat. 65 coaches in the history of the game have been to the Super Bowl. Right, how many yeah. coaches have there been in the NFL in Co- history? Hundreds? Yeah. Hundreds. <laughs> Thousands? I don't know. Hundreds, probably, definitely. <laughs> hundreds of head coaches. Yeah, you're just, hundreds, you're just playing the odds. Coaches. You're yeah. just playing the odds. Correct. Say he's not, he's not going to be successful. Right, correct. Yeah. But Look, I, I think, think he will. I think he will be successful in the sense that I think we'll be more competitive. I think we'll be better. We should make the playoffs a few times. And then, you know, probably flame out because 
It's hard to win. A Super I'm Bowl. definitely optimistic about what he can do with the defense, and I think he can build a good staff. They have a GM in place. We have to trust that he's going to pick the right players. And then, man, that number two pick is huge. You mm-hmm. can't do what the then Redskins did and draft Chase Young and miss out on quarterbacks who could potentially well, turn your franchise we know around. That we know in all of our hearts of hearts that they're not picking a defensive player at number two. I mean, it's no. it's impossible that that happens. No, no. I mean, they're 99% chance is a quarterback, quarterback yeah. but if it's not a quarterback, it's some other form of offensive player, like offensive receiver, lineman, yeah. receiver. Like, you just... I mean, unless you have, I don't know, the next Lawrence Taylor that you know is going to develop, you can't burn that number two pick on a defensive player when you have a screaming need at your quarterback. Mm -hmm. Even if you do have that long-term view of this is going to be a a three- or four-year rebuild, it's not going to all happen in year one, we're going to take our quarterback in the second year of the Adam Peters era, I think that they're obviously looking to jumpstart it in year one of his era. I don't think it takes that long. Now, Dayball's second year? They regress, but mm-hmm. Dayball's first year, boom, turned that Giants team around quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it happens can, every season. Dayball also, by the way, was he an offensive guy or defensive guy? What's Dayball? He was, he was an offensive, offensive guy. He was he was the guy that sprinkled the uh, magic dust on Josh Allen in Buffalo. Mm, okay, but he's he's on the hot seat already in New York. So that's right. how quickly all it three turn. Of, all three of those guys are in the NFC East. I, I think Dan Quinn is an equal coach to these other coaches in the NFC East. It's not like you're We're not going to get out. You don't coached. have McVay and Shanahan where you're just they're spinning circles around mm-hmm. you. He, you got you a coach in this who can compete in this He's division. He's definitely competent. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done way worse, I think. And, 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 if, and if you believe in Peters and all these things that we say were positive about the team going in, mm-hmm. the cap space, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a chance, I think, to succeed. He definitely has a chance to succeed. May take some time, but I think if Peters with the cap space and the draft, and they have all these draft picks, I don't think it's going to take that long. Yeah, they're not to show you. I'm not saying they're going to win. They're not this winning year. nine games next year. I don't think they no. won four this year. Well, that would be that. that would be a remarkable. I think year a, one a if good, somehow that were that could happen. They win realistic six, goal would be seven. Yeah, six or seven. If they win seven, you and say okay, step in the right two, direction. Nine. And then you're yeah. three, ten plus. And then in a in perfect the world, that would be great. But you're seeing even with Dable, it ain't a perfect. I know world. we got to go to the calls real quick, but um, I'm just looking at all of the coaches hired since 2019. Okay, in the NFL, from 2019 to 2022, there were 23 coaching hires. A lot. How, How many, many were good? If you just had 14 to judge of them were fired already. Yeah. <laughs> so since 2019, 14 More coaches. Than half. And some of the about half of those guys were offensive guys like McDaniel's, like Josh or like Adam Gase, like right. um, Kingsbury. Right. Uh, Fourteen guys out of twenty-three were, or five were on Kingsbury. Like he's the next boy genius. Yeah, they thought he was a genius, right? Yeah. Hey, he's back. He's back. Right? Well, that's a good spot for him. OC. <laughs> yeah. OC is a good spot for him. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show. Reaction to the Dan Quinn hire, his former boss. Uh, two-time NFL Executive of the Year, was the GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Thomas Dimitrioff will give us some insight next here on the Junkies. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 